Welcome to the Career Lift Podcast, brought to you by the Career Development Center at OSU Cascades. In the same amount of time it takes to ride the lift from base to summit, you will learn and gain advice from industry professionals on how to give your career a lift. Today we are joined by Damon Renberg, Regional Economist for the State of Oregon Employment Department, to chat about his experience graduating college in 2009 during the Great Recession. Damon received his bachelor's degree in political science and environmental history from Gonzaga University in Spokane, Washington, and then went to OSU to receive a master's of public policy with an emphasis on forest and water resources. So thanks again so much for joining us today, Damon. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So jumping in to your experience graduating in 2009 during the Great Recession, kind of a two-part question for you. Were you directly affected by the state of the economy as an undergraduate student your senior year? And do you remember how you felt during that time? Yeah. So it's going to be hard to get me out of like economists speak here a little bit because I use these experiences of uh, most economists, I think, tend to talk about big numbers and we talk, uh, try to forget about people's stories and what actually goes on there. I actually tell my own story a lot when talking about what people's experiences may be when they interact with the labor market. So um, I actually pretty pretty comfortable talking about this uh, this time of my life, which was uh, interesting. Yeah, so I graduated in 09. Um, the Great Recession had started um, in the midst of my senior year of uh, of college. Now, we weren't calling it the Great Recession at the time, um, but there was this thing happening where my, our older siblings were losing their homes that they had purchased, and um, craziness was happening. Um, and uh, we didn't really know exactly what that meant. Um, I wasn't even that keen in understanding, you know, what the cause was. I didn't even really understand that we were in a recession. All I knew is I should probably start looking for a job. And by the way, there's not a lot of jobs out there. So uh, it was a pretty intimidating experience um, at the sort of the end of 2008, moving into, you know, the last semester of my college experience when I realized um, how poor the labor market really was. Um, And so what did life directly after graduating from college look like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, when I, when I started looking for that first job, it was um, a realization of, well, so some, some background, I, I um, paid for college part of it. I was a a residence assistant and then um, later a residence director Um, that helped pay for school. Um, But then also um, I had another side job in the, school year where I was a, um, a construction worker. I did um, a lot of machine operating to uh, on the commercial construction crews during the school year. And then I also, in the summers, I framed houses and did home remodels. So um, when I first was planning, grad, or I wasn't planning graduation, when I was about to graduate, there was a sort of moment of like, well, I could just keep doing construction. Um, I'm really good at it. I really enjoy it. I like being outside. It has nothing to do with political science. It has nothing to do with history. Um, but it was still intriguing uh, as, as a career opportunity. But the that rug was sort of pulled out from under me because uh, the construction industry was by far the hardest hit industry during the last recession. And so um, I was fortunate to have a construction job all through college, but I lost that job right when I graduated and any sort of opportunity for political science work was out the window too. So I, I pivoted really quick and uh, I was fortunate to have some really good advisors at Gonzaga that pointed me in the right direction. I thought law school might be the next place I was gonna go. Um, and I told my advisor what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know, I kind of really wanna do some work where I, I deal with like policy subjects and around sort of natural resources and forestry. And they were like, why'd you go to law school for that? <laughs> and uh, I realized pretty quick that wasn't uh, 
that wasn't the path for me. So instead, I uh, I got they pointed me towards um, public policy degrees, and that they said, you know, in the middle of a recession, it's not a bad time to just keep going through education because you can defer your student loans that you have. And then on top of that, I had the opportunity of uh, um, getting um, quite a bit of research funding from OSU. So it was it was a really good opportunity to not increase my debt load um, and defer my other debt. So mm-hmm. that's the route. That's great. I have a couple of follow-up questions um, on that one. You mentioned the later on having a resident director position. Was that a graduate assistantship that you had through your master's program? No. So I was uh, at Gonzaga my first, well, I guess my sophomore and junior year, I was a, an RA, a resident assistant. And then um, uh, my senior year in, in college, I was a residence director. Um, so it was, um, actually more, more of a paid position, more than just sort of the stipend that you get. And then when I went to grad school, I got a, an RA position, a research assistant position, not resident mm-hmm. assistant. So a bit confusing that I've been an RA in different, <laughs> with different hats, <laughs> but, uh, uh, nonetheless, I guess I like that acronym. So. Awesome. That's great. Also go Zags. I went to school in Spokane, Washington too. So. Hey, Definitely it, it kind was, of how affordable it was. It was, uh, it's wit worth it, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what they say. Um, so after completing your master's in 2011, what did your job search process look like? And how did you end up where you wanted to be? So 2011, I graduated and the job market wasn't really any better. I mean, they call it the Great Recession for a reason. It was um, long lasting and the labor market was really slow to recover. So uh, two years after grad school, I felt really confident in the training I got and was ready and amped to go into the, the workforce. In fact, I had an opportunity for a PhD program and I was like, I'm not going to be this like Doogie Hauser, you know, 20, I don't know how old I would have been up to the PhD, but, you know, less than 30 year old, some, you know, kid who's got a PhD and never having worked a, a real job in the profession. So that didn't <laughs> seem like the right choice for me. Um, so I still had funding from OSU. And uh, through a, a grant where we were doing uh, research for a, a client, and uh, they said, you know, you could work anywhere in the state you want while we you keep keep doing this research. And uh, my wife had recently finished nursing school, and uh, they told her at OH, oh she went to OHSU, and they said, you know, you can go anywhere you want in the state to get your practicum at any hospital. You just have to, you know, make the agreements. So. We're like, well, where in Oregon have we not lived, but we would have, we'd love to live for six to nine months just for an experiment um, where I could work remote and she can go get some experience at a hospital. So Bend was on our list. So uh, we, we moved to Bend, we pulled the trigger um, and, uh, and came over here. And really soon after moving, so it was sort of, I think it was June of 2011, we moved to Bend. Um, by September, maybe even a month before that, maybe sometime in August, I found out that my research funding had had dried up. Um, sort of unbeknownst to me, it happened pretty quick. And so I was all of a sudden unemployed right after moving to a new city and didn't know what to do. So I was desperate and started applying for every job I could find. And Bend, Oregon was one of the hardest hit metro areas when it comes to the recession. Um, you know, the only one that was hit harder than us nationwide was really... Uh, the Vegas area, um, Las Vegas Metro. And uh, so I started applying for everything and I got one interview um, in the Oregon Employment Department as the office specialist one. So I was in the unemployment insurance division um, and it was take doing faxes, sending out mail, like very, very simple, like the lowest paying job the state of Oregon has. Um, I got an interview for that. 
and I'll never forget this, a, a woman by the name of Ruth um, vouched for me and was just like, because they said, hey, this guy's way overqualified. What the heck are we doing, uh, you know, hiring him for a position like this? And they they were like, Ruth stood up for me. She's like, you know what? If he is, you know, is able to throw his pride out the window and needs a job, who are we to tell him otherwise that he's overqualified? And so they, they stuck out for me and offered me the job. And uh, that's how I got my foot in the door with the Oregon Employment Department as an office specialist one. <laughs> And what is your path in moving up to your current position from that position? Yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't stay there long. That's for sure. Um, and uh, I am thankful. You know, a, a, an advisor, my advisor in graduate school, actually. I've, like I said, I've had been really blessed with some amazing advisors to guide me along the way. And in grad school, my advisor had had told us, you know, and with a public policy degree, most of us are really. Um, aiming to be public servants. I mean, that's really the the goal of most of the folks who are in that program in some facet. And uh, and the advice was, you know, oftentimes with these government agencies, if you get your foot in the door, it's it's a lot easier to sort of see opportunities grow from there. And so um, this was probably an extreme version of that, getting your foot in the door as as the lowest level position. But, uh, but needless to say, I did get my foot in the door. And uh, really quickly, I think within like three or four months, uh, a policy analyst position opened up um, w- within the unemployment insurance division. And uh, uh, they offered me that job. And so I did that for less than a year, probably nine months. And then uh, uh, the regional economist position opened up after after nine months and applied for that. And I've been in that position ever since. So I'm going on uh, 10 years with the employment department almost and uh, and about nine in my, my current role. Right. That's great. And you've mentioned a number of things that have sort of led you to where you are in your success, just thinking about applying for positions that you're overqualified for, um, continuing in your education during the time of a recession, having great advisors that have been part of your process um, throughout it. With those in mind, you know, what advice or additional advice or perspective can you provide to recent or upcoming graduates in 2020 who are coming out into the job market during what is being called the great lockdown? Yeah, what a great name, by the way, for a recession. I mean, I I don't want to make light of recessions or economic hardship because it's it's no fun for anybody and really mm-hmm. devastating. But um, I think it's by far the best title we've had for a recession. So that one came around really quick. My best <laughs> advice I can have is um, is it is it is extraordinarily difficult. From all the research that we have done in, in the labor market, there's a longitudinal study that was done in in the mid '80s from the really hard recession we saw back then actually tracking the same cohort of people through time to see sort of what their economic outlook and their future and their career looked like. When they graduated, they actually tracked the students that graduated just before the mid-80s recession, those that were coming into the workforce in the recession, and then those that entered a couple years after. Really, really bad outcomes for the group that started their career in the midst of a recession. Um, Millennials, for instance, are the ones that graduated in the midst of the Great Recession. And so the outcomes, you're basically starting your career at a a ladder rung lower than you would expect. And so the advice one is um, that is going to be your reality, likely, is that you, you know, unless you're lucky, you're going to have start a rung lower than you thought you were. Um, That's okay. So throw your pride out the window. Uh, you got to you got to take the job that's available for you and work hard to try to find opportunities and, and rise from there. Um, but you know, realize that you're you might be aren't going to get that one opportunity. And the really sort of depressing realities of this study was that the long term career impact was 
uh, was still present 20 years after those folks had graduated college. So by the time the 2000s hit, that cohort of workers in the mid 80s were still behind their peers who did not graduate in the midst of a recession. So um, it, do it doesn't only really hurt you right away, but it hurts you sort of in the long run. And um, so there's not really good advice <laughs> for those folks, except saying this is a reality. It's bad timing. Um, and in our particular instance right now, in the great lockdown, I think this is a different, uh, perhaps a different type of economic downturn that we've experienced before, at least in our recent history, in the sense that it hasn't really been caused by any sort of economic weakness. The labor market was really strong. The demand for labor was really strong two months ago. I mean, I was literally giving talks two months ago talking about there's no end in sight to this historically long expansion. And then here we go, you know, global pandemic happens. But, um, you know, because there's no underlying weakness in the economy, I think we can be optimistic that when we address the health concerns of COVID-19, that the economy will rebound um, quite healthily. That's great. Great. Thanks so much for just sharing that. And I think it's just reassuring for students to hear the reality of what they're entering into, but considering different options. And maybe that does look like going to graduate school or whatnot. So thanks again. Yeah. Um, turning things around to a little bit of a lighter note, what has been a favorite quarantine activity of yours during this time? Man, well, I, right away, so we bought a new house uh, last last year, so in June, and there was a really rink-a-dink basketball hoop on our shop, and then I painted the house last summer and took the basketball hoop down, and I wasn't about to put that rink-a-dink basketball hoop back up, but I bought a nice glass backboard hoop for my shop, replaced it, and um, working from home right now, I tell you, I can, I'm like looking right now at my, my basketball hoop and being able to just es escape my office for five or 10 minutes every once in a while and go shoot, uh, practice my J um, yeah. has been, has been pretty awesome. So that's been my favorite quarantine activity so far. Nice. So you're getting good at the free throws. <laughs> but yes, well, yes, better than I was. I'll say that. Right. <laughs> and what binge worthy shows have you discovered during this time? Yeah, well, I think we all have to have that like lighthearted show, right? Mm -hmm. And then also the darker one, depending on your emotions that particular day. So uh, the lighthearted one, my wife and I are big fans of uh, the Great British Baking Show. Um, can't can't get enough of uh, of British uh, baking and um, <laughs> how it's a competition, and yet at the same time, all these people competing are super friendly and collaborative with one another and very helpful. It's uh, it's like so encouraging to see. Uh, to see in these days of COVID. Um, and on the darker side, um, we are watching the show or we finished the show. Gosh, what is it called? It is, uh, oh, the Ozarks or Ozark. Um, very dark um, and uh, pretty heavy. So, you know, depending on what our emotions are, like I said, we'll either go to the lighthearted baking or a little bit more of the crime drama Ozark. But uh, either way, both good choices. Yes, we really enjoyed the Ozarks too. I have to ask you, either during or after the British baking show, do you find yourselves talking in a British accent? <laughs> <laughs> we don't, but we do find ourselves really craving sweets. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's probably not good for the the COVID-19, you know, everyone talks about the freshman 15 in college, and now we're all worried about that COVID-19 weight <laughs> we're adding. So, um, 
the, the, the pies and the cakes that my wife's been baking haven't been helping, but the free throws have. So that's good. That's a good balance. Right. I haven't heard of the COVID-19 yet in that context. So it's I'll the best book I've that. heard so far about COVID. Right. Yeah. Right. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Damon. We really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today and offer some advice for our students. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys.